Monday morning, May the 20th, I'm Wes Cookman, and it's always a pleasure and an honor to uh, share on the Wake Up Radio program. Um, Dr. Brinkley gave me special permission. We say this, and you have to hear it all the way through. I don't want anybody to think I'm being uh, disrespectful. We call him the Prophet Harold Melvin, because he was the one who said, wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more backward thinking. Time for thinking ahead. And uh, my panel is, is smiling. Um, actually, we have learned, and Dr. Anderson complimented, uh, I learned this bit of musical history. McFadden and Whitehead wrote it, that voice, that timeless voice is uh, Teddy Pendergrass, but it was Harold's group. Harold Velvet of the Blue Notes uh, sang that timeless classic. And the reason I understand, my father was a minister, and I understand you can look all 66 books, you will not find Prophet Harold Belvin uh, in the Bible. <laughs> but what, what we're making the point is that his words were prophetic, uh, that uh, more than 30 years later, uh, they still are profound. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more backward thinking. Time's for, time for thinking ahead. And um, that's the spirit of the program. And so in that spirit, the Wake Up Radio program, we're so grateful. So many hosts and co-hosts. Um, who help us with a variety of topics. It is our intention um, uh, to uh, share uh, inspiration and information and uh, to the best of our ability to share accurate uh, information. Um, if, you're, if you're just tuning in this hour or on the replay, uh, we covered a lot of ground. First hour, we will replay that uh, numerous times uh, with an introduction of this uh, roundtable. I think almost everyone here, we've all acknowledged that when we just hear these two words, civil war, there are some things that conjure up and, and come to mind. Um, but then as we hear the vision that is being shared, it has caught the interest, obviously, uh, for a number of years. 2006, that would be at least 13 years this project Correct. has been That's in the right. works. And um, we, got, we have gotten a lot of uh, very thought-provoking and some even heart-touching feedback from our we do family. Uh, I'm very proud. We say there's a special place in heaven for teachers and retired teachers. You talk about visionaries. That kindergarten teacher today or fourth grade teacher is she or he is going to be making a huge difference for our society, but they won't see the fruit of their labor for at least 20 years or more. So, I mean, we, we really love and appreciate the, the huge visionary work that's done on a daily basis by our educators. And so the more we have heard about this project, guys, um, we are finding that th there's a number of people very interested. Those that are lovers of history obviously have been very engaged, folks from different perspectives, but educators specifically. I'm not saying all, and it's certainly uh, commendable that you guys are willing to do um, conversations. I think you had one with um, our friend Councilman Bill Crisp leads an organization. I think it's Progressives, Cumberland County Progressives, something like that. Um, Citizens United. Citizens United. Sorry, Bill. But um, I think he invited y'all to come speak. Was that this weekend? Yeah. He did. How'd that go? We had a great time. and um, it, it was an amazing conversation. Um, there were so many different perspectives and intelligent perspectives. Even, even people that did not agree, at least we had a civil conversation. And I think everybody benefited from that. Uh, David Winslow is the uh, president of the Winslow uh, group out of um, uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, you were involved in the civil rights. Uh, is, now, is that called a, a museum? or what, what's International Civil Rights Center and Museum is the, the official name. And help me yeah. out, David. Yeah, there yeah, you go. I want everybody to hear. 
hear you. Um, that was quite a project. It was an extraordinary project. These projects generally take some time. That project itself took 15 years before they broke ground. Before um, they broke I only came into the last 18 months and managed to lead them in a pathway to, to raise what was about $25 million to make that to make that museum um, a possibility. And interestingly enough, worked with some of the same members of the team in Greensboro with the, with the Civil Rights Museum as we're working with this history center here. We have the same architect. Um, we have the same exhibit design firm. The, that exhibit design firm did the um, Martin, Luther, Martin Luther King assassination site, the National Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. It did the Rosa Parks Museum. It just recently finished the African American Museum in Philadelphia. Um, in fact, I think that we have engaged the premier firm um, that, that works with, uh, has worked with civil rights museums in, North, uh, in, in, in America. Um, even though we're not technically a, um, a civil rights museum, there's a whole lot that we're dealing with that does touch upon civil rights. And part of the reason I think that this firm is such a perfect fit for us was the experience we did have in Greensboro. They took on a very difficult topic of those sit-ins and, 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 and what was going on in 1960s and were able to present it in a way um, in which everybody learned and brought people together. And, and um, uh, you know, we, we think in that same spirit, that's what they will bring to this history center as well. The name of that company again, please. Eisterhold and Associates out of Kansas City. Um, and they are now, are they the architects or the? They're the exhibit design firm. Exhibit design. The architect is Victor Vines. Um, I worked with him in Greensboro um, on, on that project as well. He re most recently worked on the African American Museum of History and Culture up in Washington, D.C., the, the new one that just opened, that big one on the mall. He worked with the Harvey Gantt Center uh, as well in, um, in, in Charlotte. So he's had a quite a, uh, a quite a background with, with museums. There was a gentleman with you guys the night you did the presentation Sandy and I attended over at Fayetteville State. Is that the young man who you, I think you called on him to? Yes. I think maybe had a slide presentation, Mac. Um, I think you yeah. opened up the, Yes. you and Ms. Bryan, y'all both spoke, but I remember a young man who was very passionate about this. Oh, we are, and you know, I wanna say, I, I know I have to leave shortly because sure. I have a, 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 an eye appointment of all things to go to up in Winston-Salem, but um, I hope I don't come off sounding like some out-of-towner here in, what, in, in, in working with this project. I've been working on it for over seven years. Seven years, David. And which is very unusual. We typically, in my firm, work with a project for two or three years. At, uh, so to work for seven years is, is, is um, very, very unusual. But I mean, I actually live here part-time in Fayetteville as well. I don't want to assume, but um, based on things we've heard, the reason maybe it's been that long, is this a, maybe Dr. Anderson was saying that this is going to be such a huge project that there'll be people you expect to come from other countries, that this is not yes. a that's correct. No knock on our community, but it's not a Fayetteville museum. It's in Fayetteville, but it's going to be worldwide. Is am I getting? Is that correct? That's correct. And or is that the hope that people there, would come from around the world? There are tourists. I was up in Gettysburg recently and met a fellow from London, England, who came um, because they are fascinated by this period in our history in Europe. Um, so yes, we. Will I have guess I should say, overseas. is that the hope that is that kind of why it's taking a little longer, Mac? That this yeah, is well, going to be big. One of the things we have to keep in mind is this is a state 
museum. Okay. We have the, the Museum of the Cape Fear is a state museum now. Regional. But regional museum, excuse me. It's a regional museum, yeah, but we'll talk about it's Mary Lynn will Mary Lynn will talk about that. But I think the thing we'd keep in mind it, it, I think the best analogy we had was one of the members of our advisory board was an ex mayor of Ashboro and he told us, he said where, where, where do you take your kids when they're going to the zoo? And you say, well, we're going to the Ashboro Zoo. Well, that's not correct. We're going to the North Carolina Zoo headquartered in Ashboro. This is going to be the North Carolina Civil War and Reconstruction Center it, located in Fayetteville. So we're building a coalition across the state of North Carolina. It's not a local museum. It's a statewide museum. Mary Lynn will talk about the, the different aspects of, of how we got to be that. But this is not a lo- – I mean, it will be headquartered locally, but this is a statewide museum. And the staffing, the operation of this would be a state function? Correct. It will all be funded and supported by the state, uh, overseen by the state. Once it's built and up and running, the, the state will take over and provide money to support the facility. In addition, we are also developing uh, an endowment fund so that people who want to support this, mu- this history center can put money aside and that will help do very special things like special programming, uh, special events uh, help us eventually maybe add on to this museum. You can't ever tell. It just gives you some private money to help um, further develop what the state can do. But we will not, the state itself will take over, and it is going to be a state museum just like the museum in Raleigh, the big, what we call the big history museum in Raleigh is clearly a state museum. This will be a state museum. Uh, It will have material in it that represents different communities, different people throughout the state. It's not a Fayetteville only museum. Sometimes it's hard for people to understand that it's not just Fayetteville, it's not just Cumberland County. It's, as Max said, it's, it happens to be in Fayetteville, but it is for the whole state. And I would argue that it's even more than for the whole state. We, um, we have presented to our Uh, U.S. Senators clearly hoping to get some federal money, which they can't do, but we wanted them to know about this project, and one of them said, you know, our state really needs this, this educational opportunity. No, our United States needs what you plan to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is important for all of the United States, and you will draw people from all over the United States to see what you're doing because nobody else is planning to do what we are doing in terms of presenting information and ideas and hope for an opportunity 
for people who come there or who have access to the material that will go out on the internet and other ways from there. Um, this will be a unique opportunity to change minds and change hearts. Um, how people see this whole period and how we relate to that period and our history and to one another. And I think it's hard for people who say, well, you're just, it's going to be right here in Fayetteville. So we have to think that it's especially ours and relates to all of it. It does, but it relates. It's bigger than Fayetteville. I mm -hmm. think that's a good way to look at it. It is bigger than Fayetteville. John, you were um, agreeing with several of the points uh, Mrs. Bryan made. Um, uh, you want to elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, well, in particular, the, the, the point that Mary Lynn is talking about in terms of uh, creating this platform, um, I, like, I like to think of it as, as a, a space being carved out and where North Carolina is being carved out here in Fayetteville, but it's really building a, a the platform to have that dialogue so that scholars can come, but more importantly than just the scholars, that the everyday person can come and then get to be exposed to the scholars as opposed to reading through the books, have that, that integrating uh, effect of allowing that information to be disseminated, if you will, from a scholarly perspective. Um, Dr. Anderson wrote a, a great uh, uh, op-ed that was in the paper and and he alluded to that point in reference to um, what is known and so a lot of times scholars talking between each other when you go through and look at the journals that they have it, 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 you have to have a deep background understanding to to know what's being said and a lot of times it just flies over most folks head and you, you know for me i got to struggle with reading through it but um you know when i'm going through it because i want to understand then I realized, well, I don't have the background of this, the background of that. Well, this is going to be a place for those scholars to engage the general public, where they, they have to, um, I don't like using the word dumb it down, but really like tone it down some so they can meet that, that, that obligation rather than just talking to each other about that, that history. And when you start talking about the, 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 not just the national implications, you know, America has been a, a, a test bed of sorts for democracy across the globe. And so when you're talking about scholarship, you're talking about people from the globe. You know, if, if we do this right and we put the right energy into it and, 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 and the various uh, ways in which this team has been trying to um, project this into the local community, but as well as the state, um, I think it'll have that kind of impact that people will be coming here to, to find out and to see and examine you know, what that time period was, as Dr. Woods alluded to earlier, it is critical to understanding how we're here. Um, if I can, um, uh, Frederick Douglass um, is quoted in David Blight's book, Beyond the Battlefield, and he makes reference to the struggle for the memory of the Civil War. And in that, in that essay, he says, uh, this is uh, Blight quoting Frederick Douglass. Douglass said, history as a primary source is a primary source for identity, meaning, and motivation. And he's acutely aware that history was both a burden and an inspiration. And I think that's important to, to understanding for any peoples, and that's any peoples anywhere on the globe. You know, what is your identity? You know, what, what, is, what is the meaning for a, a given moment? And what was the motivation? And if you go to that text, 
what Blight is talking about, beyond the battlefield, it's beyond the battlefield, is what this History Center is representing, is trying to take us to the home front. And, and I think that's what I'm hearing loud and clear in um, the, 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 the persons that developed this vision originally. And I see their evolution even during the process. Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow. I see your eyes. <laughs> I, I know uh, David's going to need to um, leave us in a moment. Thank you for that, John. You've given us uh, so many points, and uh, you shared some books with me in the break. I look forward to uh, reading those um, uh, David, two questions came to mind. I just wanted to uh, ask you, you've worked on a number of projects of this nature. Can you give us a sense of, and I, and I hadn't talked to you or asked you this before, hadn't thought to, the, the size and scope of this project, uh, maybe compared to some of those others you had shared. Is this a pretty large project? I would say this is the largest project we've taken on both conceptually and financially. I mean, one of the reasons we've been involved for so long was that we were invited to come in and help them from the very beginnings of the planning process for this. And in fact, our firm or I designed sort of the planning process that led us through through where we are even today. So um, it, it, this is a, a very different kind of project for us and one that I'm very vested. And you've got a great table here and they're gonna continue with me and we'll have questions. One that is kind of interesting, we were discussing some on and off air during the breaks. Um, the concept when I hear History Center, um, I'm thinking possibly of what I'm hearing, but you would know you're, you're, you're closely involved in the plans. Will this be organic? Will it, will, it, will it grow? I don't want to assume anything. In other words, opening day, whenever that is. Yeah. Yep. But from that time going forward, will it, will it grow as far as the knowledge and the information? Absolutely, positively. It's, it's designed with that in mind. I mean, that's a very 21st century concept. What, what we decided very from the outset that this would not be would be a static museum where you go look at artifacts. And most museums have in their mission statement, they exist to collect and preserve and present artifacts. Mm -hmm. That's not even in our mission statement at all. For us, rather than that, that's, that, that's sort of an end in itself, is collecting. For us, we will have artifacts, but those artifacts will be there because they serve a purpose, because they help to tell a story, mm -hmm. number one. Number two, we're gonna have enough technology there that you can change that. At based upon what the, the most recent scholarship is or what kind of questions we're getting from people. We're actually going to be so interactive that you, we in essence, are going to be testing your knowledge as you come into the History Center and when you leave the History Center. We're going to get feedback from you both sides. We're going to know what you learned and, or what you didn't learn from the process. This is all very different than anything anybody has experienced. David, thank you so much for driving down this morning. I'm sure you'll be back many times. Drive safely, my friend. If we could, let's take a break. And when we come back, um, man, there's so many questions. This is so fascinating. Miss Brian, um, uh, you're smiling. Um, you all have a passion for this. I, I can tell this is something uh, you care deeply about. Right. I do. Mac does. I think you couldn't work as long and as hard as we have together if we didn't. I think we do have, and we have something that's well organized that has a really important story to tell that will grow and will be influenced in the future and will influence the future and i think it will be unique and very important and i remember um 
when Charles Broadwell and I first went to see Chancellor Anderson about it. We, we sort of put together a, wow. a dog and pony show to tell him what we had in mind because we were worried. We weren't sure how he would see the idea for this. And um, we talked to him in his office and he pondered and he stood up and came around his desk and he said, you know, it is time for this to happen. It is time for us to have these discussions about the, the ideas that we're all living with that we're not discussing. And this is a vehicle through which we can talk about the issues that we all face and I'd like to try to help with it and we have been forever grateful for his attitude and for his willingness to be with us and straighten us out and be a very good supporter and advisor he has been key as we've moved forward and what we've tried to yeah, he do. He played a significant role in persuading us to add the words reconstruction, as did John, to, to this right. name. It is fascinating hearing you guys talk, and just uh, this is important for all of us. Um, I've, it's, I, I wouldn't say been shocked. I've just, one of the things we've noted is how many friends we have that just, they weren't for or against. They said, hey, I, I really hadn't heard either haven't heard or haven't heard much so we appreciate you coming and talking with us we'll take a break uh dr woods great to have you uh, on you. our round table sir thank you very much john caldwell uh, thank you great to have you in studio guys um let me take a break and um and we'll come back and continue the discussion uh this is wake up 